I can't believe I'm asking this already, but could Kyler Murray play on Sunday? You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Could Kyler Murray play on Sunday? It is not a clickbaity question to ask. There is a world in which Kyler Murray plays on Sunday. Do I live in that world? Should we live in that world expecting that to happen or thinking it will? Let's discuss. There are some players that need to step up on Sunday to keep this game competitive. I have a sneaking suspicion, and I haven't really felt this way yet. This could be a game where the perfect storm the opposite way happens uh, where the Cardinals just get the doors blown off. And I'll explain. I, I, I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion, but things are lining up as such where I think that that's, it, it could potentially be a formality as we look, you know, midway through that game. Okay. And then finally past the victory is always the last segment that I do on Friday. So Kyler Murray practiced in full yesterday. Kyler Murray has looked spry. Kyler Murray, you know, We've seen well, you know, it's been well documented his workout regime, rehab, et cetera, since tearing his ACL in December. The time frame looks right to where he'd come back. He wants to play. Jonathan Gannon said they're going to play him when he's healthy and when he's ready. And he's getting an inching closer and closer to that. This has happened so quickly. It's happened so quickly from he's never coming back to, oh, the Cardinals are losing a bunch of games to, ooh, Kyler Murray's back. It was the weirdest thing where it's like he got activated from IR, and it's like, oh, it's happening. Before I jump into it, this is my, you know, bi-weekly reminder, tri-weekly reminder. Is that three times a week or every third week? Leave in the comments. Let me know what you think. I mean, I've gone through an internal debate and debate with friends. What does bi-weekly mean? Every two weeks or twice a week? I think it's the former, but anyways, appreciate football. Appreciate it. We're in week eight. Two months of football have gone by already. We're halfway through the season almost. Cherish this. Anyways, there's a couple things that, that need to be discussed regarding Kyler Murray playing on Sunday. First of all, his health. Seems to be healthy. Seems to be ready to roll. Okay. Um, there's mental aspect of coming off an ACL tear. Do you trust your body? Do you trust your ligaments? Do you trust everything like that? That's, I guess you're not going to find out until you take your first hit, you know, until you take a sack, until you take a you know, quarterback pressure, quarterback hit, whatever it is in a game. Or if you're running, you get tackled and you get up fine. That's, I mean, a lot of that is the psychology behind bouncing back after tearing an ACL or any other sort of catastrophic injury. I'm not worried about Kyler Murray with that. The interesting part about this is you're in a conundrum of, there's no real reason to rush him back, not because you want to tank, okay? I don't think anybody in the NFL ever wants to tank, anybody wearing a uniform ever. 
because it could be their job that's being replaced next season. Everybody's there to make a paycheck, to hit incentives, to win games. But the interesting wrinkle here is they've played okay. You know, they've played okay. And Josh Dobbs has regressed, sure, but they've been in every single game. So it's not like the other scenario that, you know, a quarterback would come back in, not normally a franchise quarterback who missed a chunk of last season and then the first seven weeks of this season, but it's like, oh man, they're two and five. If they want to make the playoffs, you got to get Kyler Murray back in ASAP. And sometimes quarterbacks get rushed back before they're ready, et cetera. That's not this. So they can kind of go with it week by week and see what the best spot is to bring Kyler Murray back. These next two weeks are brutal. Baltimore at home, one of the better defenses we've seen in 2023. And then going to Cleveland, the best defense, pretty much. I mean, them and San Francisco and Philly kind of, you know, waver up top. Do you want to play Kyler Murray's first first game back against either of those defenses? But the problem is it doesn't get easier. Then they have Atlanta and they have Houston and they have the Rams. Like the Cardinals play good defenses pretty much the rest of the year. The interesting thing about all of this is defenses have increasingly gotten better and offenses have regressed. Not, you know, absolutely. But you're starting to see it kind of regressing back to the mean. Instead of, you know, 5,500 5, passing yards, 5,000 passing yards, 45 touchdowns, it happens, but it's not as prevalent as it was years ago. So with that, there's no great time to bring Kyler Murray back. It's not like they're going to play any cupcakes. They're the cupcakes this year. They're the team when opposing teams see the Cardinals on their calendar, put a W on it when they're projecting the rest of the season. So the argument for playing Kyler Murray on Sunday is there's not a, a perfect time. If he's ready, let it rip. It's at home, let it rip. Do I think he's going to play? No. Do I think he's going to play next week? Probably not. Because the best case scenario of all of these to bring him back in would be Atlanta. Three weeks from now, two Sundays from this Sunday. It's just fascinating that he's ready to rock. It's just anybody that thinks he doesn't like football, anybody that, you know, we're witnessing what a stable organization does with their quarterback coming off injury. And it's little nuances. I may be reaching a little bit, but I can't help but think the last regime would have messed this whole process up. No, nope, we're just going to sit him for the year. We're going to be the smartest guys in the room, guys. This regime wants to win. They don't want a top three pick. And I think that's exactly the way you need to go into this. And, and that, that's an interesting thing that, I, that I, I said interesting four times, four times this first segment. Usually I have a better uh, thesaurus than that. Wanting to win when you have your best players on the field, regardless of what your record is, there's power in that. Let me explain what I mean. Losing organizations tend to just embrace it when they're having a bad year, especially when they're one and six going into week eight. They have a tough two game stretch. Both games are probably going to lose. Just I mean, the, the sheer talent differentiation is 
pretty vast. But saying, you know what? We're going to put our best players out there. We're going to scheme up whatever we can with the talent that we have in an effort to win every game. There's power in that. You're not succumbing to what's next. You're building values and strengthening foundation now. And I don't think it can be understated. I don't think that these are things that should just be overlooked just because the Cardinals are having a bad year win-loss record-wise. It hasn't been perfect. They faltered in the second half of multiple games this year, especially having a lead at halftime with this roster. But you have to look at – you don't have to do anything every day, as you know. I try to challenge people to think differently here. Not outside the box la-la land. But just think of it from different angles as pertaining to not just now, but for the future. Jonathan Gannon et al. are instilling things in this team now that when they do get talent will become second nature, and that's stability. So with Kyler Murray, your leader coming back, him chomping at the bit, coming back and wanting to play, it's just like you'd expect it, but also seeing it as like, now we're going to get to see. I've tweeted out probably 10,000 times. Imagine this offense with Kyler Murray. Imagine this offense with Kyler Murray. We are getting closer to seeing it in action. I don't think it's going to be this Sunday, but it's close. And if that doesn't get you jacked up, I don't know what will. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. There are some players who need to step up on Sunday to keep this game close. Let's discuss next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Fan Duel. We're huge proponents of FanDuel here at Locked On, if you didn't know. Line, nine and a half. Ravens are giving on the road, 44 and a half over under. I can't find 40 points in this game. Um, this is kind of sticky. The Cardinals have been cover kings this year. Um, either way, whatever side you see, snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I am Alex Clancy. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, please go to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Turn notifications on so you know when to see my big dumb face. Starting to get good. It's wild how we're witnessing a one in six team. It's been a fun season. I mean, it's football. I mean, because football. And you're start. I mean... I think, in my humblest of opinions, we're starting to see the culture shift slowly but surely with this new regime. Could be wrong, but as of right now, I don't think there's any way that that's an incorrect statement, which is, uh, I love debating people. I love chatting with people. I love, uh, send me a DM if you have quite, if like, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Cardinals, whatever, at Clancy's Corner. Leave it in the comments, whatever. Let's um, let's continue this road down here as we roll on. So 
players who needed to show up for the Cardinals to, to compete on Sunday. There's a couple. Whoever plays left tackle, whether it be DJ Humphries or Kelvin Beecham, has got to level up. Paris Johnson Jr. has been good. Paris Johnson Jr. is a rookie. Paris Johnson Jr. can only play one tackle position at a time, and it's the right one. The left side of the offensive line has been putrid this year. DJ Humphreys is starting to show his age or is showing his age, which sucks because he's he's been great. He's been great. He's never been the best left tackle in the NFL, but he's been a B, B-plus level left tackle for a long time, and that's more than you can say about a lot of organizations since he was drafted in 2015. The last – offensive tackle taken or offensive lineman taken by Steve Kime in the first round 2015. The left side of the offensive line, left tackle, Kelvin Beecham or DJ Humphreys. That's one. Number two, and this one is one that I'm going to start talking about more and more, is Rondell Moore. Okay? Because we're going to need, and I've talked a lot about this and I'll continue to do so, we need to find the stars on this team that we're watching or we, the, the Cardinals, we are watching the game. The Cardinals need to find the stars on this team. And stars aren't all pro bowlers. Stars are guys that you can trust on game day to do the things that they do best. And Rondo Moore has shown flashes this year. Rondo Moore has shown that he can be used effectively pretty much in anything but receiver. You know, he leads the NFL in rushing yards for a receiver, which is a weird side. I think it's like 150 yards. It's not the point. Like, you see what it could be like with more potency when the Cardinals level up next year. He had the 45, 40-plus yard touchdown run early in the season. They've used him in, in just gadget sets. They put him in the back. You know, whatever it is, he's a guy that if you couple with Hollywood Brown, who is said to take a step forward when Kyler Murray comes back, Michael Wilson the same – if you can have Rondo Moore as a guy you trust and he can stay healthy, that is a guy you want on your roster. There are very few guys that are effective in that role in the NFL. The guy from the Saints, we saw uh, the guy from the from the Bills, um, the guy from the Bills last night. Uh, his name's escaping me. But like if you can use utilize a guy like Rondell Moore handful of times a game and keep the defense guessing, which in turn will set up a big play with him as a gadget gimmick. That is just another wrinkle for Drew Petsing and Kyler Murray to utilize when Kyler Murray comes back and the Cardinals level up later in this season and next season. Michael Wilson. This is a selfish one for me. It's time. Like, the, the downside of a rookie wide receiver coming in preseason camp, whatever it is, and then into the regular season. He hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities, but when he does, he executes. And he's shown the game is not too fast for him. I, I've talked about that countless times. Now it's time to see what the next level is. And it's not too early. He's played in seven games. He's like, you know, I think he was, he had one catch two weeks ago. And then, you know, when he gets the opportunities, he catches pretty much everything. He knows where the sideline is, and the dude can ball. But it's time to see the next level. I hope that they give him eight targets on Sunday. You know who Hollywood Brown is. With Zach Ertz on the shelf now on IR, that's four, five, six targets that are going to get spread around elsewhere. You Probably half of those are going to go to Trey McBride on top of the ones that Trey McBride already gets. But I want Michael Wilson to be a focal point of this offense. 
especially with the run game with Amari DiMarcato and Joshua Dobbs' legs being a little bit inferior with James Conner not around yet. I want to see what this wide receiver core is because the Cardinals say they have a top three pick. There's a chance that they're going to have the ability to draft potentially transcendent talent wide receiver. But if the wide receiver group is the strongest group the Cardinals have rostered at that point, puts into question what other opportunities they have. That is predicated upon Michael Wilson's growth and maturity and production for the rest of the season, regardless of who's quarterback. So that's one for me. Like this isn't like, while it's important for this game to compete with Michael Wilson, because you need to keep the defense honest from somebody outside of Hollywood Brown. This is a future paced production game for Mike, for Michael Wilson as well as pertaining to his growth, his rookie season. And then like a, a fun one for me is Garrett Williams. This isn't, this is kind of like an honorable mention. CB1 is open, wide open for the taking. Marco Wilson ain't it. He was never supposed to be it, and that's okay. He'll find a nice role as a CB2 or CB3 here once they infuse the defense with talent next season through the draft. I want to see what Garrett Williams can do week two, his second week, because they've got some terrors on offense for the Ravens. Zay Flowers, I had... um, did my crossover with Kevin Ostriker from Locked on Ravens. And I asked him, which player would best suit the Cardinals to try and scheme against? Zay Flowers or Mark Andrews? I thought he was going to say Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews is, an, is a touchdown machine. He's the most trusted weapon that Mar Jackson has. He said Zay Flowers because Zay Flowers will tear you apart. Whether it be death by a thousand cuts or a wide receiver screen that he houses because he's so fast. Garrett Williams may be shadowing him at times on Sunday. And I want to see what the kids got. I want to see what the rookies got out of Syracuse. And then finally, it's the safeties. They're the Band-Aid. They've been the Band-Aid for this defense over the last couple seasons. They've been, you know, the emergency contact for the defense. And Buda Baker healthy, Jalen Thompson set to return uh, with the release of Kayvon Wallace. Let's see if they can continue to do what they've done. It hasn't been at such an elite level over the last year or so. Look at the roster last year after Kyler Murray. Like, these aren't excuses. These are just, look. They've been the Simply Safe. They've been the Band-Aids, the crazy glue that has kept this defense together from over the top, filling holes with inferior parts of this defense over the last couple of seasons. They got to do it again on Sunday if the Cardinals want to compete. What's the path to victory for the Cardinals on Sunday? It's an outside shot, but let's discuss it. First, this episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is super easy. Prize Picks is super fun. Prize Picks is super awesome. I've never had so much fun trying, trying to win up to 25 times my cheese than I do with Prize Picks this NFL season. Okay, it's super easy. You pick two. Or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats and place your entry. Super easy to play. You can make your picks in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of player and stat types are what make Prize Picks a number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. They now offer Apple Pay for you to deposit with. Super simple. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. 
Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is also brought to you by DoorDash. Now, DoorDash, here's the thing. I work from home, both jobs. I'm on calls. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing guest spots. I'm busy 14 hours a day. A reprieve for me is getting a knock on my door with my food from pretty much the majority of places that you want to order from. If you're in Phoenix, Julio's too. There's two locations, I believe. Some of the best Mexican food you'll ever have. Postino, one of the better restaurants here in the area. Again, with DoorDash. They've got so many, um, you know, possibilities. It's not just, you know, oh, pizza, so I got to order from here. They open up the floodgates. They open up the playbook, as it were, to be able to order from a bunch of different places. Get up to 50 50% off uh, uh, to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Something to change. But again, get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. I'm, you know me. Well, maybe not, but hi, I'm Alex. This is the podcast that I host since 2017. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Just search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Please pat the victory for the Cardinals. This is going to be tough. My prediction for this game is that there won't be a very, it's going to be a rocky road, a rocky path to victory. And it's going to be the usual suspects. Get after Lamar Jackson. It's difficult with the talent level in the pass rush. Got to get after Lamar Jackson and make him make mistakes. You've got to win the turnover battle. The Cardinals won the turnover battle last week, 3-0, and still lost by two touchdowns, more than two touchdowns. Three turnovers, three points off those turnovers. That's why when I say they need to win the turnover battle and not turn the ball over, that's why. Because the Cardinals' defense has a proclivity to give up points after a turnover. The Cardinals' offense has a proclivity to not be able to get points after turning the opposing offense over. So these are just the things that need to happen. And like, there's two more that are kind of tied together. The Cardinals need to have big plays. Big play potential, getting their stars in space. Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride is another big one this week. Let's see if he can get seven or eight targets and be able to move the ball down the field, move the chains. Because he's not, he's kind of what Zach Ertz was. When he was younger, he's more like Mark Andrews, Trey McBride, more like George Kittle. Big guy, catches a lot, run routes, you know, whatever. Can get the ball down the field, can run over pretty much any defender. And they can't give up the big play for the Ravens. Odo Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, nightmare fuel. Lamar Jackson, nightmare fuel, with his legs or with his arm. Get after Lamar Jackson, win the turnover battle. Don't turn the ball over. Get big plays. Don't give up big plays. I think that this is this could be the one where the Cardinals are out of it early. They have not been out of a game early, save the San Francisco game, all season. They've been in contention every game, every week, save that San Francisco game. 
There hasn't been one where they've gone down 17 nothing in the first or 17 nothing in the second. I have a fear that this is going to be the first time we see that, which may spark Kyler Murray coming back on Sunday. I could be Clancy Thomas with that. Let's hope the Cardinals stay, stay close, be competitive, continue to show that proof of concept. We will see. Alex Lancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.